comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. Welcome to the DC TV podcast, episode number ten. Uh, we're into double digits now, so congratulate me. Uh, we got another great week of DC TV to talk about this week. We got Constantine, uh, Dance Voodoo. Uh, we've got the uh, the Gotham episode Lovecraft, where uh, Gordon tells the mayor to kiss his ass, and, <laughs> and <laughs> slash power outage where Doctor Wells drops more names out of the DCU than uh, I don't know. You know, who, who drops a lot of names? I can't think of anybody. Look, but joining me on this adventure tonight, we're kind of an abbreviated crew because of the holiday, but I only need my one-man army of television watching with me at my side, Mr. Daryl Taylor, the Taylor Network of Podcast. How are you doing tonight, sir? I'm good. You're, you're full of spaghetti and rum, so we're ready to go. <laughs> That's right. Well, I got a little room for some more rum. We've uh, we've got some uh, news to cover after we go over the shows, and we want, I want to talk a little bit uh, in, a, in like by way of a preview of next week's crossover. Very mm-hmm. exciting with Flash and the Arrow, uh, Flash versus Arrow, and then the Brave and the Bold on uh, successive nights. So we'll we'll talk to, about that too. But let's start off with Constantine, uh, episode five, from of course the first season, uh, Dance Voodoo. And uh, this one takes place in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Introduces us to a policeman by the name of Jim Corrigan. Ooh. Who, uh, you know, comic comic geeks such as Daryl and myself will recognize immediately as the alter ego of the Spectre. Or the original mm-hmm. alter ego of the Spectre, I should say. Because after a while, it became... Uh, he was Hal Jordan for a while. And it was uh, uh, Crispus Allen for a while, right? And then... Yeah, and then he of, ran wild. By yeah, kind of on its own with nothing to, to ground it for a while. But, uh, yeah, cop, uh, beat cop Detective Jim Corrigan helps uh, Constantine and the gang tonight. Um, they go down to New Orleans to uh, look into a series of really weird murders, and it turns out that they are ghosts uh, mm-hmm. called back, uh, getting their revenge on the living, uh, being held here by the guilt of the people that you know caused their deaths in some way. In some ways, uh, cool episode. Very creepy, I thought. Good, good atmosphere. I kind of like the. I like the return of Papa Midnight. I think he's a good, strong character, and I think he's a good foil for Constantine. He's almost yeah. what Constantine would be without the moral compass. Like if Constantine gave a few fewer shits, he would yeah. be Papa Midnight. You know what I mean? Pretty much without the resources, right? Definitely, he would be uh, with a little, a little bit more money and more moolah. What did you think of the actor they had playing Jim Corrigan? Ah, uh, he was pretty cool. He, because uh, I imagined Jim to be a little old school mm-hmm. detective, and he did get off that. Uh, he just got finished smoking cigarettes and drinking uh, cold coffee as he worked the case. 
Like he gave off that vibe, which is what Corrigan is. Uh, you know, I always imagined he would be that kind of cop. He was in Guardians of the Galaxy. Did you realize that? He's the one that no. gives the order. He's the one that gives the orders for the Nova Corps to fire on the tower. He's the uh, the head riot guard. Oh, that's the Guardians of the Galaxy. I know. I didn't recognize him either until I looked it up on IMDb. Oh. Something else that really kind of blew me away about this episode. It is directed by John Badham. Does that name ring any bells for you? It does not. You definitely will recognize some of his movies. He is he directed Saturday Night Fever. Uh, he directed War Games with Matt mm-hmm. Roderick. Yeah. Uh, let me let me look a few more that he he uh, filmed and directed back when he was uh, directing movies. Uh, he did the 1970s Frank Langella version of Dracula. Uh, he did Blue Thunder, another classic. Roy Scheider um, about the helicopters. Uh, Short Circuit. He directed uh-huh. that. Uh, Johnny Five is alive. Uh, Burn on a Wire, which was like Mel Gibson's first movie uh, with uh, Goldie Hawn. I've seen all those. Yeah, I mean, these are uh, Stakeout, you know, with Emilio Estevez and Richard Dreyfuss, uh, Mm -hmm. Time with Johnny Depp. I mean, this guy, heavy hitter director. Um, Interestingly enough, though, since about 2005, he's been doing mostly TV, like here and there. I'm looking at it, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. like Psych, he's uh, going to be on the new 12 Monkeys show, he's going to be directing an episode of that, Nikita, Supernatural. Uh, criminal All minds genre shows that i like yeah I yeah i mean and i don't know the draw i thought the direction was really good in this episode it's really something i really appreciate the show is that they kind of um between neil marshall and like john Batman in this one too they're trying to give it more of a cinematic feel mm-hmm. like more of a movie feel i kind of get that in gotham too um we'll talk about that a little bit later but oh yeah um i really like this episode quite a bit i thought it had a lot of good things going on well, yeah, and it gets it gets to the problems going on with with the darkness that is coming. How it's shifting magic users, mm-hmm. you know, every, you know, like uh, when the angel was telling him, um, you know, it, the laws of magic is changing, right? Because what's happening, and and you can tell that Papa is not used to this happening to him. Like this is not something he was prepared for, right? Um, it's it's cool too how they're kind of they have that quote unquote freak of the week uh, uh, structure, mm-hmm. yet it's all building toward a bigger story, right? And the bigger story is actually right. pretty interesting. You know, I, I don't know about the gimmick of the map with the blood and everything. It's just kind of yeah, they seem to be stuck on that. But yeah, I don't really see the need for it so much. Um, but I mean, as far as like the bigger story coming together and, you know, things shifting and changing, I mean, we're seeing that, you know, the things that he's having a little, he's like putting out little fires, but overall there's, um, hell, hell, hell blaze coming. Right. Yeah. Uh, interestingly uh, enough too, I saw the, uh, they credited Jerry Siegel at the beginning of the episode with creating, uh, the specter. Which, as they should. Which I thought, I know, but I just thought it was nice. Yeah, it is nice. I always, it's always nice to, to give that little shout out, uh, in the, on the show. So people can actually see that. I also like the way they film her little psychic things too, like her little psychic fugues. Like she'll open a door and immediately, like there's that scene where she opened the elevator door in this, and she was immediately mm-hmm. on that road where the the guy was about to hit the ghost of the hitchhiker, and um, you know where she she fell down and looked up, and she was uh, watching Jim Corgan learn how to shoot a gun with his mom, and you know what I mean? Just like the way they cut into it, like uh, into her like little psychic fugues. I really I like that too. Oh, I did. I did. I, I really did like that. And uh, Chaz, you get a little bit about Chaz. Oh, man, when those EMTs, that scene with the EMTs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in, the, um, in the alley, uh, when you know he's all like bleeding and dead, and they, you know, oh, I don't get a pulse, and he just coughs and kind of wakes up. 
He's like, you guys got an extra shirt on that ambulance. Um, and you still cool see scene. the and you, and to see the way that they film his body still healing. Yeah, and which I looked up, like I was trying to figure out, like I don't remember Chaz having enchantments that saved him like that. I mean, he had a knowledge, he had he had certain skills that he, you know, that he did, you know, messing around with Constantine. You kind of have to know some things, but uh. See, now, I thought something had happened to him where he couldn't be hurt, but he couldn't really feel anything. You know what I mean? And he had to, like, sleep. There was something called the, something. the knowledge that unleashed, it unleashed his, in the comic, it, un, it kind of unleashed his inhibitions. It, mm-hmm. it uh, which caused him to do some terrible things, too. Like, he beat his wife, he, um, he wound up uh, sleeping with an underage prostitute. I kind of it, it all goes to being around Constantine is not a good thing. Right. So, so like then this is something that happened to him. Like he got touched by this entity, and I think that that was the thing that uh, kind of empowered him or something, kept him from dying or whatever. Right. Like he was possessed by something that caused him. To, yeah. Yeah. To, to, yeah. But it affected his personality. Like it, it made him, you know, it, it made him like a junkie for. It. He had no his moral compass was was totally out of whack, so I don't know if this is going to lead to that or not. Like it's not explained at all. Right. Like we just right. get this this mystery of, uh, you know, and, and he didn't even seem surprised when he got hit by a car. No, uh, no, he didn't. He so it seems like he knows this is going on, and he seems like Chaz is the only one that he doesn't tell to go away. Right, because don't be knows, around him because he knows he can't be hurt. Yeah, maybe that that goes to that, you know. He's like the so. only person he knows he can't really, right? Hurt. Right. Um, in any any you know in a real way, I guess. Um, the uh, I I really like like I said I really like this episode overall. I like the character of Jim Corrigan. I hope we get to see more of him. Mm-hmm. I kind of imagine we will. I don't think it's gonna you know just gonna be a one off and not yeah, anything happen. Like yeah, I like Chaz more too. Like, I, yeah, know, I more with him. I, I kind of like seeing him. Uh, Ghost or creepy, like the model girl with the surgical mask, and yeah, the, the hitchhiker boy and stuff. It was creepy. Zed, uh, you know, she just getting sexier and sexier. But Zed, um, you know, doing her little flirty, flirty, right? But she's, but um, I kind of like that every time. Uh, every time Constantine kind of tries to give her crap, she she gives it right back. Mm-hmm. She's, you know, and she, um, she never once was like, uh, Constantine, you have to rescue me. She just figured out a way to, to get the job done. But you're right. There is definitely that flirting going on, like when they checked into the hotel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And you don't know if the flirting is because she's attracted to him per se, or just this is her way of getting more information out of him because she okay. seems to want to get as much information from him as possible. Or maybe she's attracted more to the danger. Right. Like, this right. is opening up a whole new world for her. And he even, like, kind of warns her off at one point. Um, but uh, Well, look, well, we know Manny's pretty much the angel character. Is pretty much, uh, when they're, when he's talking to, uh, to Constantine, she's pretty much a pawn. Mm-hmm. Or she's thought of as a pawn. Right. He know, refers the, to her as that in the last episode, too. Yeah, yeah. He kind of tells her, you know, he, 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 you know, Constantine tries to defend himself, and mm-hmm. but not not happening in the eyes of the angel, you know. <laughs> no, not at all. Like, and 
and we will get a little bit more of Manny with Constantine. Uh, so I don't want to spoil that till we talk about it next episode. But you kind of get a there is going to be a little bit more. You're going to learn a little bit more about Manny and 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 Constantine's relationship, like right. how long they've really known each other. Right. Which is good. You know, I don't want it all spread out in the same episode. I don't need it all thrown it out there at one time. I mean, one of the most interesting things about Constantine is his backstory. Like, his backstory yes. is what makes him what he is now and how he is right. now. So, yeah, right. you know, if they dole out... Like, I thought Arrow did a really good job of doling out the backstory a little bit by mm-hmm. the bit. And I, I, I really want to, to see that kind of slow burn go on here, too. I mean, that character yeah. kind of deserves that, you know, for the audience to really, like, understand what Constantine is, you know, the essence of Constantine, at least is portrayed in the comics and stuff, exactly. I would definitely say that, you know, they, they would have to do it as a slow burn, you know, bit by bit. If they just do it as a whole big info dump, no one's going to, you know, really care, I don't think. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you on that. Like, I like how they uh, how they do that. We both agree this is a really good episode, and uh, mm-hmm. I, I want to go right into the Constantine st- uh, news right now, I mean, because... We heard oh, yeah. we heard since the last time we uh, broadcast that they um, they're not going to take what they call the back nine and they're not going to broadcast. They they had originally a twenty two episode order, but they're going to air the first thirteen and then uh, opt out of the back what they call the back nine. Now the the producer of the show has been interviewed several times about this, and he said that this doesn't mean that the um, uh, Daniel Cerrone is his name, and uh, this doesn't mean that the show has been canceled. In fact, DC or DC, NBC is behind the show pretty much, uh, pretty hard. I mean, they brought uh, uh, Matt Ryan and the actress who plays Zed to um, New York for the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Mm-hmm. Uh, Angelica Celia uh, to the, the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, you know, to promote uh, the show. And if they if they were you know cutting the string, you know, cutting the apron strings on the show or cutting it loose or whatever, they wouldn't have spent the money on the promotion. You know what I yeah, mean? that's true. That's um, true. The producer also says that you know NBC or NBC is really keeping an eye on the uh, the, the ratings for these uh, the last half of the season to see if they go up or if they you know the the, the show is able to find an audience to get some traction in that time. I guess the studio is still behind the show and it's not canceled, um, and it could definitely come back next season or you know even as a summer replacement or what have you. But well, um, I keep thinking they wouldn't want to you you wouldn't want to. Um, endanger your relationship with uh warner brothers especially since there might be other properties that they want to get their hands on right and the way you know the and the way the um the dc properties are blown up over on cw that might be something right you know you bust out in franchise in some ways Cerrone encouraged you know everybody to continue to tweet uh you know at nbc constantine uh interacting stars like the show's facebook page but most of all watch the show <laughs> you know, watching on Hulu, DVR it if you can't be there on a Friday night or whatever. But the best thing you can do for the show right now is to watch it. It's true. Like those, those plus sevens are are important. Uh, uh, they're keeping a lot of shows on the air that normally would have gone down the tubes already. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, it's. I, I think it's a quality show. I, I mean, we talked before about um, how you know, the first few ep- few episodes, because of that pilot and then retooling it and everything, kind of ground maybe uh, uh, running a little faster than it would have liked to. But I really think it's getting a good pace now. I think it's getting a good you know, flavor. I think the show's finally trying to finally starting to find out what it's supposed to be. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, I definitely think it, it needs that chance. And this is it's a different type of genre. It's not something that you can just jump into, uh, like something like a, you know, like like Arrow or Flash or something like that, where there's a a mythos that's kind of easy to to explain with Constantine. He's not the he's not a hero like that. This is a horror type, more horror 
themed show with uh, supernatural elements. I mean, that's it's not a fast paced thing. It's something that you have to kind of build up a mythos. You build you build up this world, you know, episode by episode. But you got to give it a chance. Absolutely, and uh, it, it just seems that um, they're they're walking a very fine line. You know, they're trying to really mm-hmm. have edgy supernatural horror, but yet on a network television show at ten o'clock, which. Which is hard. Yeah, it's a very hard <laughs> line to to walk. I mean, ask the X Files. You know, exactly. <laughs> they walked exactly. that line for years and years and years. So, um, for them to have that kind of edgy stories that you have in Hellblazer stories, you know, and whatnot, mm-hmm. and to be able to translate that to, I mean, that's that's no easy trick. So, and I think that I I think it's the show is is improving every episode. I think it they're, they're doing a pretty good job of of uh, not taking away the horror aspects of it. You know, it, it it feels dark. It feels, you know... It really does. It has the edge. It's starting to... It's very rare that a show comes out right out of the gate with the pilot and, you know, just knocks it out of the park in every single episode. You know, after that, mm-hmm. it's just kind of, you know... It takes a while sometimes for shows to kind of find their way. I mean, Gotham is a good example. We'll talk about that next, but... Um, oh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's the same way. It's taken a while to kind of figure out what kind of show it wants to be, but now that it is that kind of show, it's, it's really starting to take off. So, yeah, if you want Constantine to stick around, watch it. It would help. Tell your friends to watch it. Tell your grandma, your aunt, your nanny, your grandmammy, everybody, watch some Constantine. Yes. Tell the church to watch it. <laughs> yeah, they'll love it. Maybe not. It's got angels in it, sure. Oh, that's true. We uh, we didn't get any comments on Constantine in the Facebook group this week, other than the news items. But we've been covering all the news coverage about Constantine, about the background, mm-hmm. and everything else. If you want to go to DCTV podcast uh, page on the Facebook group, the Facebook is very popular with the young people. It's that thing yes. that everyone's using. The uh, the DCTV podcast group is there. We are covering. We have all the the Constantine coverage you could possibly want there. Thanks to our good pals Raphael and Carlos and Chubito. Mm-hmm. Thanks guys yes. and Daryl. You too, buddy. Uh, there was somebody else that that uh, posted in there too. Not a regular, but Let's see, I see Raphael a lot. Oh, Mikey Wood. Yes, my good friend Mikey Wood from here in Pittsburgh. Yeah, he's. Uh, He's become a believer on The Flash. Yes, he is. He's, uh, yeah. he's a really good comic artist, really good stuff. So uh, it's nice to see him in the group, too. But, yeah, if you want to cover, if you want to, all the news coverage of the DC TV shows, plus a lot of good discussion on the same shows. I know we have the ongoing discussion every week of who the reverse Flash is going to be or who Dr. Wells is supposed to be you know, on The Flash. Or, uh, Constantine, we were talking about how much better it is now that uh, Zed is in, in the, in the uh, saddle. Join the group, definitely. DC TV podcast on the Facebook. We're yes, to 72 members now. Pretty exciting. Yes. So keep coming. Yes, bring it. And speaking of bringing it, let's bring it on over to Gotham. Uh, this episode was called Lovecraft. And we get to see Alfred be such a badass in this episode, dude. I loved uh, it. <laughs> don't, don't be messing with Alfred. That was awesome. No, no, no. I'm not messing with him at all. He was awesome. Oh, I'm oh. telling other people in Gotham, oh, yeah. don't be messing with Alfred. He called, he called Jim Gordon a plank. Uh-huh. Like, and, seduce, a plank? <laughs> and, and seduce Fish Mooney in one breath. Yeah, no doubt. Like, he makes <laughs> me do what she want. And took down that, you know, her big goon, you know, Vincent D'Onofrio-looking goon, too. Mm-hmm. Like, one move. It's like, I, I knew a guy named Butch once. It was like a joke name, though, because he wasn't, you know? <laughs> <laughs> this, it's like, are you threatening is, me? <laughs> yeah, this is like watching. Uh, this is like watching Batman's teacher, which is he in this world. I think he is going to be Batman's teacher in a way. You know who it totally reminded me of, and I, you, you'll probably get this reference because I know you're a big fan of '80s TV. You remember the the original Equalizer before? Heck Denzel? yeah, I do. Edward Edward Woodward. Yeah, man. Yes. I totally got that flavor off of our, uh, Alfred in this episode. It's like, well, like, 
is taking exactly new shit off anyone. <laughs> no, yeah, and I kind of get that Equalizer vibe on the way that it's... Like, I, I don't know for sure that this is who Alfred is based on, but it feels like it's based on the Earth One... Yeah. Jeff Johns, uh, it was a mini... It was a one-shot book uh, called Batman Earth One, and it yep. feels like this was the way. And that version of... of uh, Alfred feels like it was from the Equalizer. Um, yeah, I, I, do, I remember that hardcover one shot. Um, mm-hmm. Pretty sweet. But yeah, Alfred is awesome in this. Uh, Gordon gets to tell the mayor to kiss his ass. <laughs> awesome scene. Sure. I'm just watching that. I'm like, God, what is Gordon going to do? Is he going to cave? What's he, you know? Mm-hmm. But no, no. He's like the one honest man. Even though it, sent, it got sent to Arkham for it, you know? Yeah, and Harvey Dent not as not as uh, no. cowboyish that we thought. No, he not only does he you know get Selena Kyle in the crosshair, screws over Gordon, mm-hmm. and then just kind of lets the mayor like you know dump him pretty much. The mayor's like you know you know Mr. Dent knows where the edge is. You know you you don't know where the edge is, Gordon. You know. Right. And then you know you see Harvey Bullock in this too, having a really good uh, part. Uh, oh, he's just like nobody. Just saying the way that he was talking. If for for um, Kevin Smith fans, he reminded me of I wasn't even supposed to be here today. Like mm-hmm. that was like his complaint all through the show. It was like, what is going on? I like to see where they're questioning that kid, and now oh, yeah. just laying hundred dollar bills on the table. Uh-huh. And, and Bullock's like, Alfred, put that money away. I could beat this out of him for no nothing at all, you know. Alfred is smooth, man. Like when it when he needs to, he will throw you down. He will take you down when he when he when he doesn't, you know, he when he has to be smooth, you can tell he's an MI five guy. You know, like the because when he when he has to charm you, he will. Psychological game he plays psychological games with you which is uh it's just so cool to see that. I would I would love I know this is so off tangent, but I would love to see someone do a mini series of Alfred in his younger days. That would be cool. Uh doing an MI five thing. Mm-hmm. You know, like just, just showing. Maybe how maybe cool they did. Was. It was called Skyfall, you know. Yeah, I would love I would ass. love to see a comic with that. You know, he's not hugely physically imposing. Mm-hmm. He's not, you know, muscular or um all kinds of stuff, but man, he, he, like I said, took no shit off anyone, and he was just great and awesome. He's skilled. That's why I like. That's why I, what I like uh, with the actors and the Americans and being agents. I like those. I like those type of agents because they make more sense. Like if you're so imposing and and big, you kind of you give off the sense of you're something. You're either a cop or you're, you're federal or you're something. But but I know that you're like. You're not somebody that can blend into a room. And there's no, uh, it wasn't an accident that he was put in charge of Bruce. You know what I mean? That, that someone of this kind of bodyguard level. No, he's done combat some things. Level, <laughs> he's done I mean, some things. Obviously, obviously, they thought Bruce might be in danger at some point. They definitely had to, to bring this Alfred in to, from this world. To, he wasn't no, he wasn't a butler. That's for sure. He was not a butler. So um, it was cool to see that. What I didn't expect, also, I didn't expect uh, Penguin and um, and uh, Maroney to have any issues. Carmine to have oh, any Falcone. Uh, yeah, when Falcone he, he to sit, have any issues down like with Falcone, that. Yeah, well, he yeah. thinks he thinks Penguin is he trusts Fish Mooney so much that he thinks Penguin is the one who betrayed him at first. 
Which know. is crazy to trust either one. I wouldn't trust either one of them. Well, though. I'm sure he doesn't trust either one of them all the way, but, you know. Right. But um, just a just surprise. I thought he, I kind of got the sense from the other episodes that I thought he kind of realized something was suspicious with her more than he, but it wasn't. He, he I kind of thought that he was more in the camp of something's up with her more than, than he is. He's kind of reserved about it, almost like he doesn't want to believe it. Right, right. And he even, well, I mean, he tells Penguin he doesn't really trust her, but if he didn't, he wouldn't have her. There's that scene later where they're all having dinner. Exactly. And the one guy's dead in the soup, you know, mm-hmm. and then he said, you know, we came up together, and I, you know, that's, he was in charge of the armory, and that's why he's floating in the soup, you know. That was his thing. Like, I listen, I love that guy, but guess what? I'd kill him. Yep, I would kill any one of you, too, <laughs> you know. If you don't think I kill you, you listen. I killed one of the guys I came up with. But then on the opposite side of that, you got all of his lieutenants scared now. That, yeah, yeah. You know, that Falcone is going to take you know take it, whatever happens to him out on them, and thus mm-hmm. you know working right the way Fish wants them to. You know, so this is the stuff I'm really liking. That kind of stuff. And you know what really surprised me this episode was I really liked the stuff with Bruce and Cat. I thought it was fun. I really did. I didn't. I you normally these characters. I just kind of thought they should just be kept in the background, and I really don't need to see them every episode, and you know maybe check in with them once every third or fourth episode or whatever. But mm-hmm. I mean, the whole scene where like he chases her across the rooftop, and you know they're uh, they run into you know young poison ivy or whatever in that like uh, emo mall or wherever the Thunderdome, the Thunderdome mall there. Um, I, I like those sequences. I thought it was cool. It's showing that, that like there was how poor. Gotham is like so poor that there's this whole like underground underclass, you know. Yeah, it kind of it kind of supports that whole thing of little by little Gotham has just been you know deteriorating. Mm-hmm. And, and that you little girl was creepy, man. The little poison ivy girl. Creepy. Poison ivy was perfect. Creepy, creepy. That I think you know people that were like, oh, I didn't like uh, poison ivy. Um. I think she sold it. She sold it for me. Yeah, I agree. This, is, this was really kind of cool to see that. And the way she did the whole um, the way she did the whole thing where she scared even Catwoman. Mm-hmm. Like, to scare her, who somebody who's been chased with guns and the whole shebang. I know, Bruce is, like, looking back, and like, you know, Cat's like, don't look at her. Don't look, just turn around. Don't around. look at her. Don't look at her. She's um, just a little girl, Yeah. But I loved it, man. It was yeah, uh, that was cool. Again, I thought like I was, we we're saying about Constantine. I think the show's starting to really like find its way. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. it's we kind of we've got that campiness out of the way in the early part of some of those episodes. Oh yeah, and yeah. now it's just like going full steam ahead. Yeah, and I I uh, didn't they didn't go back to the barber thing. Let that simmer for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't need to see that again. It doesn't right have to now. be every episode, especially. I mean. Considering that, you know, the, the urgent thing right now was them finding the kids. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what Gordon was putting his attention to, and that's what the audience in the script put his attention to, rather than Barbara and everything else going on, you know. Right. Um, and then that and guy it, Lovecraft it, turning out to be just like a shell. Yeah. And him hinting towards something even bigger than Falcone and Maroni behind everything else. Because the layers, and that's how it should be. There's a reason Batman hasn't been able to to pretty much save Gotham mm-hmm. because it's, it shouldn't be that simple. Like if Batman has, with all his resources, haven't been able to 
to fix Gotham, there should be a reason why, and that's because you you have to dig so deep. Right. Like there's just so many layers to to Gotham that's just the corruption. And it also kind of explains why he would work outside the law. Yeah. Why he'd work independently outside the law rather. There's than, no other way to get it done. You know, become a cop like Gordon or try to work within the system. It just doesn't mm-hmm. doesn't work there in Gotham. Doesn't work. But uh, I'm re- I'm really enjoying the show more and more as it goes along. I, I really yeah. Am. Yeah, I, I, this is this is cool to see uh, young Bruce to see how honorable he is already. He's out. He's already got that core. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, um, and but he's he's kind of seeing other sides of life now, like traveling with Cat. At first in the series, I was just not really really hip on that character at all. Um, having you know young Bruce Wayne in every episode, I didn't think it was a good idea. I thought they should mm-hmm. just kind of shy away from it. But now I'm kind of understanding where where he fits in this bigger story. You know, and I kind of am liking the way they're using him. So. And I, I like what I also like about this show is that it they didn't make it that Bruce was just super smart. He figured everything out. All of a sudden, he's like a mini Batman. I'm glad they didn't do that. Right. You know, like... It, 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 he's still it, a kid. You know? He's still a kid. He, he, he would have been dead. If that assassin had decided to do it, he'd have been a dead kid. Yeah. But she just decided, you know what? She saw something in that kid. She saw something in Bruce in those eyes. I think it was just something. I don't know. I don't know what this character is going to do. This character's coming back. But I thought she was great. The, the uh, assassin. That's Co- uh, Copperhead. Copperhead. I, it, it just, Copperhead. She looked at Bruce. And I don't know. The actress must have been was really good. Or I don't know if the director wanted her to play this. But she looked at Bruce. And she saw the loyalty in that kid's eyes. And he was really willing to die to not tell on Cat, And she just, you, I, I don't know, I got a sense of, I, I respect that. Like, he, she really had a sense of, I respect that with him. And didn't kill him. Because she could have just did it. Just, just for, to make an example. Because uh, she's killed before, she didn't care. Like, killing is not a problem for her. Like, she, they already showed that early. Yeah, no doubt. She, um, that, that body lock or whatever she was doing. Oh, I love that body lock. I, I was going to say, I don't know if I'd mind that. <laughs> I don't think I'd mind that at all. <laughs> But cutting me open afterwards, I wouldn't. Yeah, like you that. leave that part out. Yeah, I didn't appreciate that too much, but uh, I like her as an assassin. I, I would love to see her come back for something. I thought that was know. a cool way for them to implement Copperhead without, you know, the snake costume and. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Stuff. I just, you know, giving her that, that that kind of signature move. And they didn't overdo it with the snake thing. She didn't try to sound like a snake. Right. She, she didn't did. make snake puns. Right, exactly. She, just, she that had that move, that, that constrictor move, and that was enough, you know? That was it. And she loved to fight. Like, she just had that sense of, ooh, I love it when they fight back. That was cool. Like, she's... Yeah. You know, she I love to see that. Plus, she had the whole thing of, you know, you're not on the contract. I don't... Yeah. I don't have to hurt you. Yeah, I'd stick to the contract. You're, I, you know, I don't need to. I don't need to hurt you. I don't need to. You know, you're not. You're not part of my business dealing here. You know, which shows like there's probably there's a reason why she doesn't get tracked down because she can go quiet. Mm-hmm. She she does the case. Whoever's on the contract, she takes care of the contract. Once that's done, she's out. Like she doesn't. You know, she doesn't make stupid mistakes. Right. And go too far. The, uh, the kind of professional aspect, kind of like the, the way they portrayed Captain Cold in The Flash. Definitely, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely like that. Not greedy. Just, you know, do this, gone. Right. Don't. This is the job. Stick to the job. 
Stick the job done, and we'll get out of here. You know, that's basically and that's all we do. And that's, it's that's pretty the, cool. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. So, thumbs up on this episode? Yeah, I think this is really good. It's it's moving along nicely. I think it's yeah. really moving along. Every all the characters are going going in their way, and and now we see that Bruce will be he get he got bust down to being security for for the crazies. Yeah, Gordon. I mean, the end of that episode, him walking into Arkham Asylum there um, mm-hmm. into those gates. I mean, God knows what's going to happen in the next few episodes. Yeah. Right, that's going to be something. It's going to be interesting, and plus it'll be interesting too to see who who else we're introduced to. I mean, is there is there going to be a psychiatrist there named Harleen Quinzel? You know, is there going to be a, a guy who's obsessed with calendars? I mean, you know, yep. what I mean? it could be yeah, could be any of those characters we could see, you know? yeah, or or none of them, and, and or none of them. We don't know. You know, yeah, we don't know. Yeah, pretty pretty, pretty cool. Exciting. Uh, we got some good comments on uh, Gotham in the uh, Facebook group. Adam mm-hmm. Fatah, who uh, writes uh, emails to Nothing's On, the other podcast that Daryl and I do together about television. Uh, I enjoyed the episode. I'll give it four out of five stars. Alfred was amazing in this episode. I didn't realize that this was the mid-season finale. Neither mm-hmm. did I, Adam. I, uh, yeah, I, I don't we, think uh, it is. I don't think it is either. I think we have an episode next week. But, yeah, we have one more. Maybe that next one is for the, you know, maybe we'll get a break the next two episodes maybe because you got well i would think they would maybe go like three more episodes and then the last step probably take the break that week before uh christmas no adam's right according according to adam according to imdb adam's right well the next episode isn't supposed to be until january 2015 well why would they i I don't understand why they would leave it like that and not really have a well, even what made it bad is that they showed the next episode like it was next week. They showed maybe, a preview for the next episode. Maybe IMDb has it wrong. I don't know, because that seems weird. Why would they show the... Usually when they take that break, you don't get a... a uh, um, they don't show the you the, episode, the right? preview for the next episode. Right. You know, that pretty much tells you it's going to be um, it's going to be that break. Mm-hmm. Or they'll say coming back in two weeks. And then or three weeks or whatever. So I don't know. We got it. We'll we'll investigate that. Right. I'll double check the Wikipedia as uh, as as I have a chance here. Yeah. Um, Carlos Carmona also wrote on the group. He's a frequent contributor to the Taylor Network of Podcasts uh, Facebook group and uh, mm-hmm. Man About Town. Got about. Uh, yeah. Alfred was a badass. Yes, he was, Carlos. Yes, he was. He fought off his attackers well enough and shot at the dude like he knew how to kill. He sure did. That's true. That's true. He did kill one. As if he was specially trained for it. Yeah, he did. And you got the other one yeah. like, I think. Yeah. But um, yeah, that's like we were saying. I mean, it wouldn't be surprised if it turned out he was like former MI5 or former SAS. I'm thinking that's what he is. He he was some type of. of yeah, he's major. definitely trained. Definitely has yeah. some serious training going on there. Um, exactly. In Gotham news, we got a uh, first look at Dr. Leslie Tompkins is going to be played by Marina Baccarin this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, sexy, if you want, she's a very very attractive young lady, and if you want to. Uh, you want to check out that picture it's available at the uh, dc tv podcast uh facebook group there's also a pretty good epi- uh, uh, thing here if you're a batman fan if you know the series hush mm-hmm. uh, a thing written on comicbook.com about why it should be da- an animated dc film and i kind of agree with that i think it would be I good could, yeah it's I'm almost like they have it yeah it's almost like a tour of the of the dcu there's a lot i mean it hits a lot of characters besides batman you know? and it's strange because it was uh because it was um 
Jim Lee had had his hand in it so much that you know, like I'm surprised they didn't want to adapt this, right? Because of that, you know how how Jim Lee, you know how uh, popular Jim Lee is. Well, it was funny. I remember when um, the New Fifty Two launched and they restructured the animation department, mm-hmm. and they said that the only the, they were only going to be doing um, uh, you know feature length animated movies uh, stories based on stuff from the New Fifty Two. Right, right. To which I'm thinking, you know, this is one of the storylines I was thinking, hey, you're kind of throwing away a whole lot of stuff here that you could really do some cool things with. I mean, um, Red Sun would make an awesome animated feature or, you know, any any of the Elseworlds stuff they'd be able to do and it wouldn't mess their, with their New 52 continuity at all, you know? Which they kind of, like, uh, listening to some of the interviews that they do, they kind of don't say they wouldn't do a, some of those Elseworlds stuff, but they just not confirming anything right, right now so well, i don't I mean, know basically what we were told at the at san diego comic-con that panel that i listened to was that mm-hmm. they were going to alternate one uh, story from the new 52 mm-hmm. and then one from another uh you know dc type franchise like the last one that they did um batman assault on arkham which was ostensibly based on the video game right even yeah. though it had really not a lot to do with the video game at all but that's no. cool. So I mean, we'll see, but uh, I would I would love to see Hush as, a, as an animated. Oh, I would love it. That would that, be, be, be a that'd be a perfect thing because you don't really really don't have to worry about continuity per se. They just will have it as Hush. Like they even used Hush. Currently, they are using Hush in Batman Eternal. Yeah, they even mentioned Tommy uh, in Gotham. So I mean, he's definitely part of the continuity now but i mean hush that story is almost like a tour of the batman family i mean pretty much every totally every member totally. of the batman family is uh, is in that and uh, and you can slice and cut as you need to like you don't have that's to really a long, that's a big story you know, you can easily yeah you can, you can definitely cut out who they don't want to use and you can make it damien if you want to i mean you don't really have to doesn't have to be uh tim that's true if or not, or any. It doesn't have to be any of them, actually. You know, it could just be uh, Nightwing or something. Yeah, like you, that. you would definitely need a Nightwing and a Robin. Right, you know, right. I mean, depending. So we'll see what happens. We'll yeah. see what happens. Yes, we will. And uh, let's move on to uh, the Flash. Ooh, power that. outage. Power outage mm. is the name of the episode. We are introduced to Blackout Farouk. Yes. Uh, the, the electrical vampire who sucks Barry's powers out of him. Yes, he does. There are so many things going on in this episode. I don't even know where to start. On one end, you, yeah. got, the, on one end you got the Clock King from Arrow showing up, Talkman. Um, yeah, I did. I, as soon as I saw him, I said, wait a minute, is this what brings um, Is this what brings uh, Oliver to uh, Keystone? Yeah, I thought that like, for a second, too, that it might be. There's something more with that that's going to be going on or whatever? I don't know. I, that's what I thought at, at first. But, uh, but it's cool, though, to use, like, uh, why not have it that you can have them going back and forth? Yeah, I mean, they're, they're in the same shared universe, and, um, you know, there's no reason for them not to. Yeah, stuff didn't work out in in, in uh, Starlin City, so I would get the heck out of Dodge, too, and go to another city. I, I, I thought that character was really well used here. I really enjoyed that, um, that he was there. And mm-hmm. like like you said, tying the two shows together in the same universe, I, that's really working for me. I'm, you know, I'm, especially with what we're about, you know, with what we're about to deal with uh, next week. We'll talk about that at the end here. Uh, I was, you know, reading an interview with Greg Berlanti, and he was saying, you know, the new Supergirl series might tie into it now. And even Guggen- yeah. Guggenheim from Arrow is kind of changing his tune on having them in a shared universe. Now they're seeing like the advantages of doing that. 
Oh, yeah. and, and by the way, according to Wikipedia, Adam is right. That is the season finale for Gotham. Wow. Yeah. So we'll that see. That is so weird how they, they got to work on how they do finales, man. Yes, You're going to have people coming back looking for it, and then but it most, ain't there. But most of the other shows that um that I know, when they do their mid-season finale, like especially like Walking Dead or whatever, mm-hmm. they, they always have like a giant event or cliffhanger or something. Well, I, unless they mean and it didn't doesn't feel that way. I mean, having Jim have to go to Arkham that is a change. Like that is a yeah a change for his status quo. Yeah, it just didn't seem uh, like a big enough ending. Yeah, it didn't. It for really, for really that, didn't. so and but thank, thanks for Adam for learning uh, us to that. Yeah, was, uh, I would have been I, looking forward to part. Yeah, I, I would have been. I would have been looking forward to this episode. We see more of Wells. Like behind the scenes that we've ever seen before, right? I would think. And, and his computer machine, Gideon, which yeah. has led, led some people to believe that he might actually be met, saying he might be Metron now from the New Gods. I don't know. I think that's kind of a. I think that's kind of a reach. I don't know if they would go with the New God stuff. Like they yeah. would touch that. That's that's a lot to deal. with. I don't know if they go with the Rip Hunter stuff or not. Though that's kind of out there, Silver. I, yeah, I don't. I don't even know. Like now, it looks like they are making it that he's more evil. Like they're really like making it. Trying, they really seem to be making it, making you think he's going to be Reverse Flash. Well, what? Just real quick uh, plot, you know, mm-hmm. recap for everybody. Um, mm-hmm. Barry encounters uh, this guy Farouk, who is a right. energy vampire. He takes uh, Barry's powers away, or so we think. Um, well, for a while he does. And then uh, he shows up at Star Labs to kind of exact revenge on Dr. Wells for what he did to him. Mm-hmm. And they end up throwing everything but the kitchen sink at him to try to stave him off. Even use another, yeah. Yeah, including it. Dr. Wells setting Girder free to get electrocuted to death, pretty much. I guess they fixed that problem with him knowing yeah. that didn't they? Huh? Oh, they just have to worry about the mist. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, we really see that the kind of amoral nature of Doctor Wells in this, like we haven't seen before. You know, other than the, you know him stabbing Stag, which I would have did it too, though. I would have like if I knew the the team was out there and I had a choice, I would have let him go too. I thought at first I thought they decided together to do it because that's kind of a it's a smart thing to put two metas against each other at first, especially when you know he's a. Uh, He's a he's a bully type, so he's going to fight the guy, right? Um, I would have did it too. I I guess I'd be evil too because I'd have did it. I'd have been like, after that, like if if we could give Barry and the team more time, I'm going to do it. I thought it was interesting too that um Wells lists like all the people who died. Yeah, he knows um, every name. Yeah, ba- you know, based on you know from from and the first name he mentions is Ronnie Raymond. Mm-hmm. Who we know is Firestorm. He mentions Ralph Dibney, yep. who is the elongated man. He mentions Al Rothstein, who was the um, the uh, Nuclon and later Atom Smasher in the JSA. Mm-hmm. He mentions Beatrice Costa de Costa, yep. who is uh, Fire uh, from the Justice League International and Justice League uh, Unlimited uh, cartoon. Uh, who am I missing? There's another. Oh, let, me, let me see if I can find the article that had all the Easter eggs and stuff. But he just rattles off all these names, and I'm just like, what, 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 what? Wait a minute, huh? huh? <laughs> and, like, and I and I ask myself, does that really mean they're dead, or does that mean they're machine dead, and then they're gonna come back? Right, better humans. Or they have a chance. You know, there's a, a chance that they might come back, or because they name Ray, Ronnie, and we know he's coming back. Right, we're dropping a lot of Easter eggs in the show, though, left, right, and center. 
I know, and, and those names are just so random. Mm-hmm. But they're not, though. <laughs> they're, they're not, not random, but they... Well, they're random in terms of their other heroes. Like, if they're just dropping names for no reason, I, they could have used other names, too, that would have been a little bit closer to the Flash. But to use those names in particular yeah, makes and, me think that they have plans to do something with those with those. Or, alternately, there. they could have just put those in there to screw with us. You know what I mean? They could. I like they, like they could. Are, maybe those are characters that they know for a fact that they're never going to get to. Well, or, except, or for Ronnie. Yeah, except for yeah, Ronnie. Yeah, except for Ronnie. But they're just characters that you could use. Like, it's easy to use the fire one. Yeah, it would be easy to use the elong- elongated man, too. Yeah, it'd be easy to use these characters. So, and he has that detective streak would make him cool to work with, uh, with the Flash's stepdad. Kind of, or foster dad. There's also a movie poster for Nighthawks who were in a Star Western, which was. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, the one I forgot was uh, Grant Emerson. Oh. Damage. Yeah, Damage. Damage. He was, and that's a, that, that character is another one they could use, you right. know? You could reconstitute him because he's, he's kind of what, like the Captain Adam of an alternate universe or something? Or no, some... Damage was the child of two metas. Or okay, something I'm like he something else, he couldn't control his like he had super strength he right. could he had those abilities and also he would build up an energy and sometimes he'd have to that's why he called him damage because he would he would have a buildup of energy and have to let it out. I see. I for some reason I thought in Infinite Crisis it, it turned out he was he had come from an alternate Earth, but I guess I was wrong. No, you know who you're thinking of. You're thinking of the other one that could fly and stuff. I know what you're thinking of. Like he was. He was like the super. He was popular and like the Superman of that, of of Earth. But then because of what happened in Zero Breach, Image, Breach, was it Breach? I think it's, yeah. and then and and then you and then he gets pretty much erased from the timeline. <laughs> He's Alpha, alive. But you're, he gets I think you're talking about Alpha Centurion. No, not Alpha Centurion. Oh, you're thinking of Triumph. Yes, Triumph. Triumph. Yeah, I'm. Not okay. I have okay. To, now I have to get out my yeah. infinite crisis and find out who I'm thinking of because he gets tied to the big tower. They're trying to that Alexander Luthor yeah, is DC, now we're going down a big comic book rabbit hole. And nobody who watches this show even knows about it. So. Sorry, like, guys, oh, we're geeks, oh, we can't help it. Oh, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. I know we can't, can't help it, buddy. We're, you know, we're, we're geeks, we geek all the way, we don't go halfway on this stuff. They opened up that wormhole and we went in. I'm sorry, didn't help it. I love the Easter eggs they throw in the show left and right and center. And, and uh, you know, the cosmic treadmill, yeah, we keep seeing. I think that one of the reasons they're, they're thinking that he might be Metron from the new gods is that there is a new god named Gideon, and that is the name of his uh, oh, computer. Okay. And it was interesting, too, how quickly the future changed when Barry lost his powers, and boom, the future was immediately. Right, not the one right. he wanted. You know what I mean? It's all it took. Like Barry is like hyper important to that super, you know, that mm-hmm. that that timeline. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Will Everett was the last name. Yes. And he was amazing man. Yeah. In the JSA, so that, that was the last name on the list from from Doctor Wells. It's almost like Doctor Wells is like he has like evil Aspergers. He kind of does. <laughs> he's like he's not good with people. He doesn't. And he said that too. He 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 does care to a point. He mm-hmm. cares about how many people he saves as opposed to individually who he saves. Like one thing he does say is I care about Barry, but what's funny is he makes it seem like he really emotionally cares about Barry Allen, but then they show, you know, but then they do the, the, the reveals and it feels like he's just wants Barry to, 
be strong enough to wind up getting killed during crisis. Even though he saves everybody, right. he still dies so, doing, you know, he still, it, it, well, they think he's dead anyway. Right. Well, he disappears in the crisis, but it's that disappearance that causes the crisis exactly. to end or saves. So, yeah, we did see a little more, a little more of the puzzle of Dr. Wells this week. Well, when nothing, he takes, you know, the real thing that makes nothing. you think that he has to be reverse flash is when he takes, when he, when he takes that, um, the blood from uh, from Farouk. Oh, from and Black, he's because Farouk could take yeah. the and he says he could take you. How did you take? How did you take his speed? You know, and I want to know how you took his speed or something like that. Right, he's like, and, and you have the secret, and he right. takes the blood out of him. Which, yeah, like you said, that makes me think he's more so of a flash. But then everybody. Everybody else, yes, it's too obvious. Like that really makes you push. That really makes you point to it being him, especially that he's basically saying, "I'm going to see if I can re- replicate the process of taking his speed." And if that's what happens, then that's how he gets to the future, and that's why it becomes a reverse flash. But again, it's, yeah. it's kind of the obvious choice, you know. It's just um, I don't think there would be that open and obvious as to, you know, what their intentions were with Dr. Exactly. Wells like that. I mean, I don't... And I... If it, is, it does turn out that he is a reverse flash, I would be disappointed. disappointed if it's like, wow, it's kind of a cheap, yeah. kind of a cheap yeah, way out. I would out, be you disappointed know? if it winds up being him. The other thing that's kind of bugged out is his powers are growing and he seems to have an energy. Like, he, the way she explained it was he didn't really take his power. He took it, he overloaded on his power, but Barry still had it. Right, and kind of jump-started it back into activity right. with the electricity and then, you know, right, saving right. Dr. Wells. Right. And then at the end of the episode, you know, she's telling him that, that uh, you know, it's it's growing even more now. He has mm-hmm. more energy in his cells than ever, yeah. I think, is the line she uses. So. And by the way, that character is Bree. She's the Captain right. Adam of Earth-8. Right. It makes me think he it makes me think more speed force as opposed to to anything else me too the, that energy has and to when come that I, that look in his eye like that 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 kind of like that look of of, of elect that, that a bolt that electric bolt that you kind of see in his mm-hmm. eyes especially when he was basically um when he was going toe-to-toe with uh farouk like it's just it makes me feel like okay, they. I think they are going to go Speed Force down the line. Like he'll learn, he'll name it, and all that kind of stuff. Right. Well, I mean, um, there was that whole thing with Wells in this too about how he thought you know him being attached and helping other people was was impeding his progress, but instead now he sees it's right. causing him to right. progress. So I think we might see, like you said, more of an expansion of Barry's powers and how he's mm-hmm. able to apply them. You know, more of the vibrating stuff, like stuff. Well, his focus him even more. Like, like he, he's, song. you know, he's at the treadmill. He's like, I'm ready. You know, I'm ready to really go with the training and and learn more about my powers and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like he, he seems more serious than he ever was before. So it's just something. And I, I don't know what they're going to do with the whole thing with, with his. Uh, his foster father, you know, like he's scared now. Scared that he didn't tell Barry what happened with Reverse Flash yet. Um, mm-hmm. But you could tell that he is really scared to to investigate this because that's his daughter, and I mean, he almost lost her again in this episode because she, he's, you know, he's scared to say anything about it. Yeah, alone investigating, you know, he's scared when he's talking. You know, when Barry's in, the, in mm-hmm. here at the crime scene, you know, and he's like, Barry's like, "What's wrong?" Yeah. And he's like, "Nothing, nothing." Wrong. And you well, and I feel wrong, for him yeah. because it's not like they're saying uh, Barry will die or something like that. It's, this is not that. It's just not. An, it's just the whole thing of 
of not don't investigate, but he didn't threaten anybody else. Like it's just don't investigate it, and we won't, I won't hurt your daughter. So it's kind of like I don't blame him for not investigating it and not telling Barry either. Like I can understand why he wouldn't right. as a father. I can I can understand he's coming from it as a father. So mm-hmm. you know I I, I it's a catch twenty two. I like I but God dog it all don't kill that man. Don't kill Joe. <laughs> don't no, kill don't Joe. kill Joe, please. And how about um, Barry being able to flirt with Iris as the Flash, but not as yeah, Barry? Yeah, he's doing that. Yeah, you know, at the end, you know, you're, he's you're playing with it. Time for, he's, you know, he's, like, he's like, to, but like he, that's, he would never be able no, to say that to never, you as Barry. He would never be able. But as you know, but as the yeah. Flash, he's you know, thought it was a really good episode. And, you know, again, this series has been just knocking it out of the park oh, uh, yeah. from day one. I have no, I have no gripes with uh, this series whatsoever. Like a lot of other series, I could say you know one thing or another. I wish they would change that. I wish they'd do that. Yada yada yada. But. When it comes to this, I, I love it the way it is. I just yeah, I love how they use Clock King in this too. Like he's, it takes you several yes. seconds to draw a gun, and that's how he can shoot. You know, he was able to to shoot the cop. The one thing that was kind of weird in the script though is like mm-hmm. every time he quoted someone, Joe yeah, knew who it was. Yeah, was kind of. You know I mean, like he'd say Benjamin Franklin, and he'd be like, "Yeah, very good," or and then he like quoted. Uh, Henry Ford or something later, and like he knew I that wonder, quote too. Though, I that wonder if that was the creators just kind of playing with it, like a Batman, like an old, like a Batman '66 type of thing, where you throw out the clue mm-hmm. and then Batman would figure it out. He would talk it out and figure it out. Like maybe that yeah. was something they slid in there just for fun. But it, you know, it, it might be something maybe. like that. Like I can see these, I can see the creators on this show playing with that more than anything else. Because it'd just be cool. They're never going to get Batman. They know they're never going to get Batman on this show. So, you know, it's just it's cool to just do that, to to kind of play with that, the meaning of the two minds. But uh, and then Eddie gets hurt again, which is uh, I, I just it just was something, man. And and um, Iris saved herself. She she saved herself. That was another thing that they you know brought to the show. Well, I'm I'm glad she's not just like the damsel in distress. You know, like I can't do anything unless the Flash comes. She didn't yell at him either. Like, oh, you didn't save me. I hate you. You know, like they didn't try to make it a CW thing. You know, right? I'm just glad that she she's not that kind of uh, leading uh, female role. You know, I mean, not. You know, like Kristen exactly. Like there's other things going on, and I couldn't. You know, I, I tried to get here as fast as I could. You know, it was just that thing, and she understood. Right. You know, she didn't even question it. Like it was a was a thing. So we got two more episodes yes. of the Flash before the uh, season break, and this week yes. is going to be the big one. Um, the The Flash episode is titled mm-hmm. Flash versus Arrow, and the Arrow episode on the following night. Is titled The Brave and the Bold, which is the comic that the Flash and the Green Arrow used to appear in. And then was taken over by Batman. It was like a right. Batman team-up comic for a long time. But anywho, the big crossover. There's been a lot of really good uh, teaser trailers. We have quite a few of them up on the DCTV podcast site, if you want to check that out. Um, uh, let's read some comments from uh, this episode of The Flash. Right, let's so do before it. Before we get to that. Uh, Robert Cooper. So H. Wells... 
is Rip Hunter or Professor mm. Zoom? Now, I just wanted to I wanted to throw out okay. a theory too. Okay, what if what if this Reverse Flash is the Reverse Flash from like the 40th century? What if he's like Eobard Thawne, like Eddie's long lost great 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 grandson or whatever, right? And that's why he's coming back in time to make sure that timeline creates oh. him. See what I'm saying? So it'd be like a right, mix of right. Silver Age, uh, Professor Zoom from the future, but also Hunter mm-hmm. Zolomon type, you know, give him tragedy to make him a better hero type. So. All right, that's put that in and keep that in the thing too. That, that's a valid. It's been, it's been recorded, on, uh, duly recorded on this podcast. So if I get it right, somebody will right. a beer or something. <laughs> Donnie Salvo, our good friend from that's the Nothing Done sure. podcast, sometimes. Uh, and I just I just texted him on uh, on Facebook and he's too tired. Yeah, to he's tired. Him, so. Working just because he works all those hours and has a child. He works 80 hours a week and has yeah. a newborn son. Oh, yeah. Jeez. What a, what a wuss. What a like, wuss. you need four hours sleep <laughs> every day. Yeah. What is wrong every with Every week. <laughs> he says, I really like the mixture of Flash rogues and Firestorm villains throughout the series. It's my favorite show on TV right now. I think it really sucks about Constantine. Um, I'm behind on it, and I really like it. So uh, yeah. he's digging the flash as well. Adam Fatah, who uh, who um, let us know about the Gotham <laughs> midseason uh, break there. Uh, in my opinion so far, the flash has not had a bad episode yet in this series. I agree. Uh, I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop. Uh, Mikey Wood, a friend of mine, uh, a local comic artist here in, in Pittsburgh, uh, was uh, kind enough to write down all the names of the characters mm-hmm. that Dr. Well mentioned and mm-hmm. that we went over already. Um he also uh, posted, uh, started a good thread about uh, our you know, everybody's different theories on who Dr. Wells is. If you'd like to read that on your own on, on the Facebook group, it's pretty interesting. Some of the theories that are yes. being bandied about. Um, uh, Carlos Carmona, again, good episode. I wonder what nice Latina they can get mm, as fire. Yeah. Uh, I can see that. Um, Patrick Tony, another good episode. Love the shipper moments with Caitlin and Barry. Uh, so the bully finding out Barry's identity doesn't matter yeah. since he's dead now. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Barry caring so much that the bully dies so much uh, shows how much heart he has. Clock King was awesome. Can't wait till next week. Uh, Carlos also wanted to mention that Clock King was the surprise to add to this. I guess they're showing that there are more connections to Arrow. And we have uh, there's an interesting uh, um, there's an interesting column all about uh, whether Harrison Wells is actually the new mm-hmm. God Metron or not uh, that Carlos posted on the group. And there's uh, uh, hyperbole about about the Flash and kind of uh, trying to figure out who. Dr. Wells is, if you'd like to add your uh, two cents to the debate, by all means, come to the Facebook group and do so. Uh, we also have the trailer for the Flash vs. Arrow uh, crossover. Uh, we have links to interviews with some of the, the stars of the show. Uh, I'm, I'm psyched for Flash vs. Arrow. I'm wondering why they're going up against one another. I know it's I know it's comic book tradition whenever superheroes meet that they have to fight one another. But, I mean, Barry and Oliver know each other. Well, I'm thinking it's um, one of them gets controlled. Like, some of them gets, somebody gets mind-controlled. That's probably, that's probably, you're probably right. That'd probably be the way that it would happen or go down. Because I really, I can't see there being a big enough ideological split between mm-hmm. the two of them for them to go up against one another. All right, I think that that's, I think that's what it is. Also, I wonder if it's Bart. I wonder if Wells could be Bart, oh. Alan. Oh, Trying to secure his own legacy. Yeah, an adult Bart Allen. Well, he remember they did do they did do a run way back when, of he got 
you know, he his metabolism went kind of haywire, and he and he grew older, and he was a more serious Flash. He took over the mantle, right? And uh, right. he was an adult after Infinite Crisis right, too, right. after being caught in the Speed Force holding the Super Superboy Prime there. Mm-hmm. So I guess it could be. Yeah, I'm thinking it's going to be a mix of the the Silver Age and, and Hunter Solomon reverse well, flashes. It could be. That's where my money. That's where I'm putting my five dollars. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna throw a couple of things in the pot, <laughs> just a, a different version. So I have one version is Rip, and the other the other one is maybe it's Bart Bart Allen sent to the future to uh, kind of fix it. Is it something you know because of what happened, and that and that's what he's doing. So another another awesome episode. Um, we do have some news bits to get to. Okay, let's do it. We are finally in the episode after the crossover between Flash and Arrow. We are going to see, uh, see the long-awaited return of Ra's al Ghul in Arrow. Mm-hmm. Episode called The Climb. So that's really good news. Yeah. Evidently, Laurel Lance is going to become the Black Canary over a, over three episodes, which they're calling the Black Canary Trilogy in quotes. Oh, boy, I'm stealing myself for this one. <laughs> oh, you know what? I, I think I wrote and on Facebook, I think I wrote, yeah, they can make her Black Canary, but can they do? Can they make her likable? Exactly. Because she's just not. Because if she says, I'm mad one more time. And it's not, you know what? It's not just you and me, Daryl. Everybody I know who watches Arrow knows that Laurel is like the weak link on that show. Yeah, they don't yeah. They don't write her very uh, confidently. Like they, She comes into it very whiny they, they write her very whiny so right uh, i hope they get that together I, I hope they can but it's just so fast for her to just be ready to go yeah in three episodes yeah i guess so like if she was gone for most of you the... think you know they, they sent Thea away for six months right right and she's not doing anything with her training nope and then you have laurel who didn't get any training and now she's going to be black canary mm-hmm that seems kind of reversed the way it's the way it should be. Mark Guggenheim, the producer of Arrow and the Flash, says that Gotham and Metropolis are off limits to their shows. I pretty, I figured that. Yeah, yeah. There's like no way they can uh, they can access them. Uh, Guillermo del Toro has turned in his script for his Justice League Dark film to mm-hmm. Warner Brothers. Uh, it is titled Dark Universe and uh, features the lineup of Justice League Dark from the New Fifty Two, including Dead Man, Constantine. Uh, Madame Xanadu and several other characters from that part of the DCU. So we'll see if anything comes of it. Yeah, let's see. We'll see. Greg Berlanti is saying that the new Supergirl uh, series is in development. Could crossover with Arrow and Flash, which is interesting considering Supergirl is part of the Superman family of characters and usually they keep them separate from the rest of the DCU. So, interesting. I like to see that. That that means that they're actually thinking about it. Like, if it's not something where they're just saying no, 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 no. Two, uh, Robert Cooper brought up in the um, posting for the last show Mm -hmm. that uh, it's Eddie Thawne, not Eddie Thrawn. Oh, I guess it might be something that we've been getting wrong on the show. I just yeah, want to make sure we say Thrawn, yeah. Thrawn is the the uh, the Star Wars character. I just wanted to put that out there. Thanks for pointing that out. I appreciate uh, that you pointing out a mistake. We'll try to you know make it good in the future. Yeah, we got our first look at Ronnie Raymond and Professor Stein together this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, that picture is also up on the Facebook group. It had some good interviews with both Stephen and Robbie Amell uh, about the you know the upcoming uh, stuff going on with Arrow mm-hmm. and. Flash, Justice League, Throne of Atlantis is just around the corner. Oh, yeah. The new animated uh, feature based on that, that story in the JLA comics. Everybody, next week, we're going to be definitely covering the the, um, the next episode of Constantine and the big Flash Arrow crossover. Yes, Pretty exciting a lot stuff. of gushing. A lot of gushing is going to be going on. And uh, over the over the holidays, I've been uh, talking to my uh, compadres over at the It's All Connected podcast, and we may have a crossover podcast. Uh, uh-oh. 
a DC Marvel crossover podcast. Uh, Daryl and I will get to talk about Agents of Shield and Marvel. Oh, uh, which which we do anyway on nothing is all. Yeah, we kind of do. Yeah. <laughs> we kind of cheat. And uh, yeah. and the uh, the it's all connected guys are chomping at the bit to talk about Flash and Constantine and whatnot. So yeah. we just have a nice big round table sometime during the holiday, and uh, that'll be a lot of fun. Too. Yeah, that'd be cool. Uh, if you have email for us, we now have our own uh, email address, dctv at hhwlod.com. So we have our own email address now. Yay, we're a real podcast. Woohoo! Oh, yeah. But uh, send us some emails. We would love that. Yes. Send us some iTunes reviews. We would love that, too. Yes. If you are a fan of television and things geeky, then first, then there are a few places you should go. First of all, head your butt over to the HHWLOD Podcast Network at hhwlod.com. We have, uh, as I mentioned, the It's All Connected show, which covers Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., plus all the Marvel movies and projects that are tied into it, including the upcoming Netflix shows. Uh, don't forget about those. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also have the Walking Dead TV podcast with the season, uh, mid-season finale coming up for that. So if you watch that show, you definitely going to listen to that podcast. We have the Sleepy Hollow podcast, the Ichabod Crane cast. Uh, also covering uh, genre television with the Out Now with Aaron and Abe uh, podcast that covers brand new movies in the theaters. We cover comic books. We cover all kinds of geeky BS. Uh, go to hhwlod.com. Check it all out there, and uh, you're bound to find something you enjoy. And if that's not enough for you, then truck your butt over to the Taylor Network of Podcast.com, where Ringmaster Daryl Taylor has a veritable three ring circus of beautiful podcasting goodness for you. Uh, including the Nothing's On podcast we mentioned before, which covers television of all sorts. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I said it. Um, no apologies. Uh, loving or uh, art, and, art and crap, right? Yeah, arts and crap. Arts and, and, arts crap. and crap. Arts and crap, the, uh, the Indian Scone movie show. Uh, Comic Rock Snark Fest, yes. which was formerly the Rookie and the Geek, but she's not a rookie anymore, yeah. so they had to change the name. Um, all kinds of great podcasts there. Also a really active Facebook group, the Taylor Network of Podcasts on the Facebook. So check those out, by all means. Enjoy yourself. Have a good time. Hope everybody had a good Thanksgiving. Hope nobody died during Black Friday and everybody got their tchotchkes that they wanted for <laughs> Christmas, Hanukkah, and or Kwanzaa and Festivus. And we'll see you next week with the big Flash Arrow crossover. So exciting. Ta-ta-ta. Thanks a lot, Daryl. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.